right, we are in a sketchy park. Are we in Hollywood or West Hollywood? I don't even know where we are. I don't know. I got lost coming here. Yeah. And I this just, was your you, idea. You chose a Chipotle I near said, La Brea, so I just chose the closest patch of green oh. on Google Maps, and I and it took us, like, we're surrounded by, like, kids playing in, like, a workout facility. That's for, how fat I am. Pick a place near Chipotle. <laughs> by the way, I, am I pronouncing that wrong? No, Chipotle. 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 The old Chipotes. Chipotes McGoats. Um, with Dana Moon. What's up? Your recurring guest. This is like your I second, love it. maybe Thank third time? This is, this is my third time. Third time's a charm. Thanks for coming. Yeah. G- gym attire. You look like you ran here. You probably well, didn't. No. I, today's one of those days where you have a lot of ambition to do a lot of things and be productive. Uh, and so you put on gym clothes. Yeah. Whether you, you're going to work out or not, you're like, I'm going to get sh- shit done. And then I literally got nothing done today. You know what's sad is I'm looking at your your hairband and I'm wondering what the brand is because I want to get one. Is that a goodie? Is that a goodie hair brand? Oh, yeah. This it is, is Target. A, that's a, oh, that's Target? It's a no no, sti- uh, elastic. no no slip, right? It's what got do you like a rubber it? on one side. Yeah. It's yeah. like an elastic thing. I need that. I'm getting the hair out long. I got, I got, I got grew. these. I got you all. Well, yeah, that's what it does. It grows. This but is I got, not healthy for your hair. Oh, uh, no. What? Putting the, uh, the hairband on my wrist? No, yeah, I'll no. wake up with a blue hand. Is that bad? That's terrible. You should never put that on your wrist. Oh, this shit. is the mom and me okay, coming out. I'm sorry. Okay, it's off my wrist. Um, you that might split your ends too, because oh. that's a rubber band. No, my ends. I don't have band. one split end on all my hairs. Look at that. All right. I yeah, mean, my girlfriend gets so mad because you know girls you put have perfect sh- hair. Girls put shit into their hair, and I'm like, like my skin, like I don't have good. I've got like a white Irish skin, so that's not good. Like I didn't, you know, put sunblock on in you know, high school. But now, but my hair, I must have done something right accidentally by, by not, you know, never blow drying or there was one summer I put a hydrogen peroxide in my hair. That was the thing like kids did to get like blonde hair. You get like orange blonde hair, like fifth grade. Oh yeah. That That was a style. That was a thing. People put like lemon and stuff in their hair because you couldn't, how are you supposed to like get it done when you're Am I loud enough? Yeah. am Am I too loud? You sound good. All right. Thanks. I've been known for uh, compliments on my uh, radio. You've voice. got you've got a good vo- you've got a voice that's it's not breaking, but it's got a, you got like that stand up voice that like you've spoken before. Is that you know what I mean? What L- do you like? Like you're you just you 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 sound like you you've got. Uh, there's no way I can say this without what uh, coming off the wrong way. No, it's like it's not raspy, but it's like you. It's like, masculine and feminine. You could, yeah. I've been told by comedians that i i have the perfect balance of masculine and feminine feminine well you don't here's what you don't have and you, i go w- what you don't have a dumb voice you know what i mean like you sound like you know I what sound you're saying intelligent yeah and then i mispronounce words that's fine. i didn't check my teeth first oh you're good luckily this is audio only what if very I, white teeth by the way thank you i bleach you do do you i can't do that because my teeth get too sensitive i can't have cold beer i did the white i did the white strips and it fucking I couldn't like have a, a like a draft beer. It was, it was too cold. So do you brush with Sensodyne? I don't know what I use. By the way, this podcast honest. is sponsored by Sensodyne. <laughs> Sensodyne. You're just like pushing Sensodyne on me. <laughs> um, you know what's sad is I went I to get no, I no. went to get breakfast at 11 a.m. today. Really, really pushing the bar on. Uh, you know, it's Monday morning. Yeah. And every breakfast place in Holly in um, Silver Lake uh, was had a line out the door. That's our economy. At 11 a.m.? At 11 a.m. on a Monday morning, every place. People are brunching on Mondays. That's like no one works. It Los Angeles is the weirdest city. Like, no. What is everybody doing? Everyone's at a coffee shop Tuesday noon. Yeah. Monday, 11 a.m. People are. I went to a are, Tex-Mex are, place, and they had like a what? disco beat. They had like a techno Tex-Mex. Like, like, like they were pushing the sound on you for a Monday morning breakfast. I got I got brisket for breakfast. <laughs> how do how do people pay their bills? I don't get it. I don't know. We were talking about this right before we turned the uh, the thing on. We don't know. We're like we have side gigs. We you know because like a lot of times like I'm doing a stand up show Sunday night in San Diego. It won't cover my gas. Like the only yeah. way I make money on it is if I carpool with the other comics. Yes. To and then and then I might make enough for like a, a draft beer. Do you feel like stage time, whether it's paid or not? It's still money because it's experience. Yes, to but make like, you better, uh, and you oh, know that. Oh, totally. But you still have to be smart with like with it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 
Like the other day, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to uh, this Karma. I could walk to this one place and do a show. Karma or, Lounge? Yeah, I can walk there or I can Karma drive Lounge. to Ice House, one of the greatest clubs. But it's, an, it's a half hour drive. And I chose to walk and bomb <laughs> yeah. instead of driving to a place. But, you know, like, yeah, you got you to gotta, times money, too. Like you yes. wait around to do certain shows. It's not worth it. There's a show Monday night at the Haha. Ha. It costs a few bucks to get up on stage, but honestly, like, it's a good room. It's, you know, the Ice House mic on Wednesday. You have to buy a drink to get up, and it's three minutes. Four, but yeah, it's it's four. Yeah. I thought it was. Are you sure? I think it's yeah. three. I'll put. I'll buy your drink if I'm wrong. How I think. That? I really think it's three. And Ken. Gar, my friend, yeah. host it, and I was like, "Oh, I don't have to buy a drink. I know Ken, and I'm, I I perform on shows here all the time. Not, it's kind of douchey for my mind to think like, no, I, I perform here. I can get up. Come on, but that's there all were, we have. Is there were who we know a hundred comics yeah. in the room, and he was like, "You guys, like, you have to buy a drink, or I'm not going to pull your name." And it was so douchey of me to be like, "I'm friends with Ken. He'll put me up," but. I had to buy a drink in, which, in an alcoholic drink. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, like I don't, don't want to work. I don't want to drink. I don't want to reward myself with a drink on a Wednesday afternoon. I know. <laughs> sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, so I did, you know, a bunch of new material that I'm not that confident in, obviously in, in front of all these comedians. So it like, you know, some hit, some didn't, but it's kind of like what I could have used better use of my time. Sure. I could have done five minutes at an open mic and not, People don't get have to in, buy something. What and, I d- didn't you know? understand in, on the West Coast in LA is like, like paid good performing comics do open mics out here. In New York, like you kind of pass the open mic scene and you don't really go back. Here, you know, who dropped in Alonzo Bowden, winner of Last Comic Standing. Yeah, twenty five plus year vet dropped into that open mic, and of course it was because Ken was like, "Hey, come on, do a set. The room's cool." But mm-hmm. it's like. This open mic, which is supposed to be reserved for first, second, third year comics, is being like dropped in by like Fraser Smith and like well known comedians because hey, it's another room that's doing well. That's See, how starved people are for for stage time here. But I think that's how it's supposed to be. Okay, I like once you you're saying once you get better that you can. No, I just think like as a stand up comic, it's like of course I want to go on that stage. Yeah, no matter the room, no matter what, like you always want to go on stage and work on your shit. Sure. And I don't think that feeling ever goes away no matter where you are. If you're at the top of your game or the bottom, it's like, like TJ Miller, he would, oh, I, I, love him. I see him, he drops in at the nerd melt mic. He'll go to the improv oh, does he really? mic. Yeah. Yeah. But that was and I'm crazy like, last week. You saw. Oh, he'll have a career for a very long time. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on wanting that. It's just in New York, you don't see that. Be- and maybe, maybe because you do in so bar many shows. shows. So many shows. Why would you do a mic when you can get on? I never five did shows a show before like seven or eight. I never did a mic before seven or eight p.m. And now here, here, like literally, mics start at four p.m. I've been and thinking maybe that's just the West about, Coast. I've been thinking about New York so much, just because stage time. But it's so dumb for me to move. I'm kind of like, yeah, you're I've like put committed. in my dues here. Totally. Not my dues. Like I've made a lot of like connections and friendships that like I would kind of have to start all over in New York. And I knew I know that I'd move back to LA anyway, so I'm like, that's you got to hear. There's maybe just, a just go there for a month or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's comics that are bi coastal, like the guy who puts puts me on at Gotham. Yeah, Chris Milhouse. Do you know him? Yes. Yeah. So he Love he's a, Chris. Uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Like Good he'd, he'd with put him. you up, and like you'd get on shows for sure. But um, he, um oh yeah, he is bi coastal. I love how we've just totally. Like ditched the theme of the show. Oh my god! <laughs> no, like if if anyone's listening and doesn't know what we're talking about, the we're just stand up comedians bitching about like we're it's Monday and we're already bitching about the week. You know what I mean? Like this I is a tough racket we have. I uh, yeah, I always end up into like in depth. This is how it starts, That's and then so and then conversations get really in depth about stand up. But um, we're yeah, in a we tough can place. talk about we can talk about love. No. <laughs> We how can is, talk about romance going? and heartbreak and being emotional and available. Every I day. Mean, every Dana, every day I go over these. I have so many. You'd think that being in a relationship, it's like, all right, one less thing to worry about. Really? Every day is a challenge to win over my girlfriend. Really? Yeah. And it's almost, I wonder, like, is this what I need to be in a relationship? Like, would it be, would it be boring if I didn't have this? But, like, women, women are tough. Y'all are tough to win over. Like, yeah. guys, like, if we say we love you. We love you, but women like 
the I think the attention span's about ninety minutes. I can get her she for about ninety to, minutes. She wants you to prove her love constantly. In a way where she won't say it like that, but that's what I feel like it is. Yeah. Love, loyalty, friendship. Th- those are the three tenets of uh yeah, you ever see the clattering that the Irish wear? It's that heart surrounded by hands and a crown. It's hands are for friendship, heart is for love, loyalty yeah. is found on the crown above. It's the three things that I think a woman wants you to prove and you know when I go off and do my podcast and do my mics it's time not spent it's like time we're not spending together mm-hmm. and, and in a general relationship it's like you work maybe you're nine to five and then you have your evenings to have a dinner and something with your loved one and I'm trying to find a way to flip that script and be like well we had breakfast and we, we did laundry this morning and we had a good morning but like yeah it's work time well you guys live together yeah that that helps that was a big so, problem when we didn't live together you see each other every day yeah. Isn't that enough? I don't think it's it's funny because I think this is a thing with a lot of women, and I don't want to generalize, but, you know, you got to. I think it's less that she wants to spend time with me and more that she wants to know that, like, I'm under her control. And I don't mean that with any disrespect to her. I think it's like I'm in a safe place. Like, like uh, if I know she's at home, I'm cool. But if I know she's at, like, a club with some girls, I'm like, ah, what the fuck? Some guy's pinching her really? ass. Really? The you whole time? I mean? The well, whole time that's where your mind is? Well, uh, I don't go crazy over it, but like this weekend, she's got a gig in the Midwest. She's working the Indy 500. She's doing some like gig that's sending her over there. And like, it's going to be totally cool. But like, you know, she might be working, like she's a model, right? So she might be working with male models. She literally will be paired up with a guy genetically predisposed to be very good looking. Touching her. <laughs> well, I, thank you for that. <laughs> I didn't know. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, a lot better. He, his shirt is going to be off and he's going to be touching her. It's a, it's a For wa- an entire hour. <laughs> it's a watch company. So they're both going to be nude with just watches on. Yeah, lubed just, up. Just, yeah. <laughs> but this is what you think about. This is what a oh, guy, yeah, like, this is where your mind in an al- like, in an alpha male guy, like, if you want to talk, like, There's I know, somebody like, behind us stripping, by the way. Yeah, totally. We're, we're outside near, oh, my gosh, in the winds. The winds coming. Mat, taking his pants off. Can you hear Just me? slowly. Can you hear me? Here, I can turn you up if you want to whisper. Wait. I don't know if I'm being loud and this guy can hear me. He can probably hear you. I would assume so. But those are, pretty sure those are Django jeans. Okay, anyways, keep going. 1992. <laughs> this episode sponsored by 1992. Um, again, then, our younger listeners don't even know what that is. Oh, this you is know amazing. What? I wish this was being let's videoed for people. No, let's do this. Let's do our Let's do our um, Instagram. Because we're... I, I mean, tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a, a, an Instagram video. Everyone's in jeans the and they're working out. All right, so like... The weirdest thing you can do is is have jeans on and go to the gym. Yeah, and so and we're, we're broadcasting from a park... In um, West Hollywood. Oh, I thought you were taking a picture. I just oh, started no, this smiling. Is a, no, this is a video we're taking for the episode. Okay. Such a dork. And then here, look, and I'll do um, a photo I'm striking too. poses because I thought you were taking a photo. And here we go. I think You're the light's really good for us right now. Oh, no, it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> we right. like to do selfies. Yeah. All right, there we go. We got okay, our one. Okay, we got it. Sorry. Um, I, okay, keep going. I interrupted you so to talk about... that's at Dana Moon. At Dana Moon me. At Dana Moon me. Thank moon, you. Moon with an E. Moon me, M-E. Moon, M-E. But, okay, yeah. Moon, N-E. M-E. Moon me. But M-O-O-N-E-M-E. No. Some people think... (sighs) I don't know why. Okay, moon in the sky. How do you spell moon in the sky? Moon in the sky. Okay. (laughs) M-O-O-N. Okay, Dana Moon Mm me. Dana Moon me at D. Neal's. We're going to post that video and that photo if people want context of where. Just put that 10-second video on loop while you listen to this. Yes, um, and you'll see what we're experiencing. Wh- oh, boy. So we're talking about... Okay, anyway, I don't want, I always just have a way of making this about me. I want to get into you, but I'm well, just saying I got to I want to finish up with your with your thing, then we'll move on to mine. You see what I'm dealing with, though? Y- so... Like, like, let me just say this. Sorry to interrupt. Let me just say this. So it's like in... I always relate things back to primal time, like caveman time, because that's like an... That's an easy place to go from. Like, think of it in like tribal, pro, like caveman time. Like the guy goes off to fight and, and win over and, and kill a saber-toothed tiger. Mm-hmm. And the woman is by the fire um, washing clothes or something. I understand this sounds so sexist. But like, let's keep it simple. Like that's... No, I mean, that was life then. Yeah, maybe that... Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe that's what it was. And now it's like she's... I'm glad she's she's totally the breadwinner. She totally makes more money than I do. She's, you know, whatever. But like, I have to deal with like situations that I can't control. And I have to be okay with that. But she also has the same thing. She has to know when I'm off doing my mics or shows and she's not with me. And she's normally cool when I'm off my stand-up. But I think the podcast is a little weird. I think she has a little weird thing with like, are you going to go talk about sex with, with someone else? You know you know what I mean? Like yeah. she, doesn't, she doesn't mean it in a bad way, but I think it's just a, a thing. 
I I was yeah, I think creative people. Okay, in ge- in general, we're all creative, but some people pursue creative lifestyles, like what we do and yeah. what your girlfriend does. And then there's other people who do, you know, the nine to five, the nurse, the, you know, police officer, whatever. I think the dynamic is so different. Like I've been thinking about that because what you do and what she does is kind of like you guys wouldn't have your weird control things if you guys had like if one of us was if you guys had regular jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like oh, you're, it's she's it's- a, you're a teacher. You know, and she's a hairstylist. Sure. When you guys, you know what I mean? The dynamic of the relationship would be so much different because you wouldn't be going off talking about sex, you know, with some super hot comedian in a <laughs> USC shorts. I could, I could sport those shorts, by the way. I think these are men's shorts. Oh, nice. And I've had them for so long. I think they just keep shrinking. And I'm like, well, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> again, more things the audience um, can't see. <laughs> does that make sense? By the way, these are things that go through my brain for no reason Could at all. Could you date a civilian? No. And I know I couldn't. And it and it's driving me crazy. You because I don't want to date. Um, I don't want to date a stand-up. But I'm so attracted to that brain and that are you dating, mind. Are you, are you dating a stand-up right now? I'm not, no. No? But no. You, have you? Um, briefly. It's always very briefly. Let me, Female comics, but it's definitely their problem, not male comics, because male com- there's so f- there are so many more male comics that hit on female comics. Yeah. It's like you guys are always on the defensive because there's yeah. so many dudes. And if you date a male comic for for whatever reason, you just always look bad after because it's like it's yeah. and, and the guy doesn't so incestual. Do you know what I mean? It's the, well, this is why like High school. I don't really date comics is it is ancestral. It feels, Oh, I, I'm going to like, it just feels weird. And you have to have like a loyalty to them, even though it's like a, it's like a single man's game like this, like comedies. It's like, you're just on your own out there. Like we're like, like, like some people always say it's like being a part of a band, a touring band. And you're just the only member. Like everyone's got to go do their own thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Some comics make it work. There's a couple in New York, uh, Joe list in a, his girlfriend Sarah Talamash. I, I listen to his podcast Tuesdays with Stories, and yeah. they, they, but they're like successful. Like he's making, yeah. It. So like, there's like this dynamic where like they're on big, they're doing big gigs. Maybe when I'm uh, quote unquote making it, yeah, I can date somebody who's not that you would want to date a comic, quote unquote. Make yeah, well, I but an artist, this, an artist, an artist, yes. And I and I, this is what I keep doing with with men is I I keep attracting like emotionally unavailable men. Yeah. And I end up getting hurt. And I'm like, okay, so I am I emotionally unavailable? So I did this whole thing where I'm like, oh, I think I'm also emotionally unavailable too. Why but, else would these people be showing up in my life? Well, I think part of it is emotionally available men are in relationships and vice versa. Like if you're available, chances are you're going to get scooped up. Totally. Although it's LA, so totally, like, yeah. out here. And yeah. you know, not to mention, in your 20s, I can speak now that I'm 30, I can talk about my, my youth, as it were. But in your 20s, uh, most people aren't emotionally available. They're just seeking their own thing. And as a comic, you're seeking your own thing. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I've always said, I, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm, I'm happy I'm in my relationship, but like I wish I had another four years to get better at stand-up before. But, oh. but, but the positive is that she gets to see, like we get to experience this like, sort of um indie lifestyle and i was saying it today to her i was like we're gonna look back in in and look at these times and like laugh and talk about these times when we were kind of like roughing it and by all means we're not roughing it like we're doing we're doing pretty well but you know like we're living we're making a smaller place work we're like you know we're totally you guys are growing together yeah and like she's got a lot that she needs to like do to like get her success that's separate from me and we can yeah. only kind of like like i always like if, if she dated a fucking professor or something like he wouldn't get what she's going through you know you go you, you know, totally. auditions and shit like that do you guys you guys lift each other up try to today wasn't it we didn't have a good job of it i think that's the the best part of a relationship is bringing out the best in one another yeah and what else what else could you want somebody yeah. that brings out the best in you and you bring out the best in them and like you guys have fun together 
Yeah, we're definitely. That's the isn't that the point? Yeah, and there's things that like, oh, like today, I, so I did the laundry right, and and we we had so much laundry to do. Our buildings got smaller machines, so we went and did it like the you know the bigger things, and I put them in the dryer. That was my thing. I, I put like seventy five percent of them in one dryer and the rest in the other, and then we go to take them out, and she finds a pen in the dryer. Oh no! Busted open. And I would have a childhood flashback of my mom screaming. I immediately at me. was like, I immediately, and if it was my shit, I didn't care, but it was all of our stuff. Wait, it, everything was ruined. Well, and I was like, uh, it was more like thirty five percent were in this one, so I was like, okay, at least it wasn't the ma- the major one. But I was like, oh boy, like let's go, let's go back and open it up, and we'll see. And I had to like give a speech, like, and and she was pretty cool about it, but I knew if like something that she loved, she'd be all like upset. Even not that she couldn't afford to get something else. It's just like. You know, it's she, still annoying. But, but in you know, I think she lost a sports bra, and I lost probably four t-shirts. But the t-shirts because the were pen, like the ink got everywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah, everywhere. Oh, I but mean that's that happens bad. to that's everybody. Yeah, and it's we're like, human. We make mistakes. And it's like, and the, so like the pen, you know, probably came from my pocket. Who could know for sure? It was definitely from me. But uh, I was like beforehand, I was like, look, this is gonna, this is adversity, and we struggle with overcoming adversity together. We struggle with some teamwork together. So I was like, l- before we, I found out if everything was destroyed or not, I gave the speech. I was like, I let's use this as a very minimal stepping stone to see how we'll deal, <laughs> and just preparing for destruction. That's great. Well, but be, we we do it like we went um, camping last week, and we had to have a um, code word. If for sh- like if like shit, what if like teamwork wasn't going well. So we had a code word that means stop what we're doing and hug the other person. I came up I with this that. idea. We have a that very hard so time. That is so cute. Well, thank you, but it's 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 like that should be for like bondage situations only, and we have to do it just setting up a tent. You know what so, I mean? so you guys have communication issues. It's issues with like she knows she like, and we were we openly discussed this, but like she knows she can build a tent on her own. She's done that in her single life. She's super independent. Mm-hmm. I want to help. I want to prove that I'm a guy who can build shit. Mm-hmm. So me helping gets in the way of her knowing she can do it. So she has a hard time with teamwork. And I have a hard time with like being stubborn and like, I know what works for me. So, I, so like she like she's, it's like, it's like a hard to, so like basically I was like, you set up the tent, I'll set up the hammock. If you need help, let me know. And my way of being supportive is letting her know that I'm there if she needs me, but also staying the fuck away if she doesn't. And that's kind of like, <laughs> and so staying the fuck away. And there's just a dynamic issue in uh, camping with other couples. And there's just a dynamic issue where, uh, like, what, like, am I paying enough attention to her? You know, like, there's just a thing that like we have a hard time figuring out. But you know, in the end, a willingness to figure it out. It's just going a little slow. Wanting to figure it out together. Yeah, is like, the most I important. mean, we bi- we built two IKEA dressers last week and didn't break up. And that's a big step. You know what I mean? Like, we literally did one of the hardest couple tasks there is twice in a row. Same thing. Yeah. I had, like, a blister. Is that from, I have a blister oh. on my hand from screwing you this shitty. You have two shitty. blisters. Yeah, I know. It was a tough day. I literally got stigmata on the center of my palm from building IKEA dressers. Stuff but like we, that. The little made it work. Yeah. Little things like that stress me out. And I don't. I just have to let it go. I literally have to have like a conversation with myself in my head of like, okay, we're control freaks. Totally. In some ways I'm not, but like we're stand up comedians. Like the improv scene didn't work for me. I yeah. couldn't pass the ball. I needed to be on stage and do my thing. Why is that? Why do we want to be like, I want to be in control of every part of my life. And I'm like, that's never going to happen. The, I just have to oldest, let it go. Are you the oldest sibling? Uh, I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Which I'm the least person in my... My family is super control freak. Everybody needs to get their own way and say their own... Th- like, And I've been the one that's least like that. How many How many siblings and I've parents been, together? Uh, parents divorced when I was eight. Um, I, I have an older brother, older sister. And you're the youngest. I'm yeah. the youngest. Did you feel like you needed to use humor to keep the family... 100%. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I was older the sister, last... Older sister, mom fought every day. Yeah. Eggshells. My sister bitchy every day to this day if they live together they'd still fight but they they figured out how to work it out she is a very nice person but fought every day my mom only had a microscope over my sister to make sure she didn't fall into her bad habits you know what i mean yeah and i was just kind of left to do my own thing which in turn was like comic relief for this family yeah which i think a lot of a lot of uh youngest what is it the baby of the family does it's it's just would such you, a so would you would you consider yourself codependent 
Like, do you, do your, <sighs> does your happiness rely you know, on making other people happy? That's a fairly common stand-up thing, but I don't want to speak. For I you. kind of, I kind of am realizing that, and I'm working on it. I think it's getting better. But I, I want to. I'm such a people pleaser. I want to make everybody around me happy. Well, and and me, I don't matter. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like because you know you can make you know you can survive on your own. I'm like I'm fine as long as yeah. yeah it's such a you don't have to worry about so yourself because you can figure it out. Yeah, and I'm realizing I'm like no, I I'm important too. Well, I need to me, make myself happy. Let me happy. ask you if anyone you know falls into this. I uh, I am not super well read on it, but I kind of figured out a few traits of my girlfriend early on. And she hates being labeled, so I try not to say this is how you are. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, my girlfriend. Whenever we fight, she kind of she kind of always walks out of the room. She doesn't want to talk. She doesn't want to look me in the eye. She, she's in, and I and I found out if I'm codependent. Well, what would be the the counter opposite to my codependent is my uh, counter dependent. Now, counter dependents generally females that are counter dependent. This includes my sister. I have other uh, oldest sibling. Um. Parents were very tough on them in, you know, in a way where like your childhood, if you're, if you're overparented as an adult, you tend to want to be on your own Mm -hmm. and you don't want anyone else's help. So I figured out that like I, as much as I want to help her, she's the opposite and doesn't want my help. So I have to be willing to like let her walk out of the room and not smother her. And it's my general desire to like corner a person and hug them and yeah. like, and like really fix it right away. And it's so counterproductive. Well, maybe you're with someone who, who wants to be avoided. Maybe that's why you guys are a match because yeah. you guys are both constantly teaching each other something. There's a, there's a, there's a book I was reading. I can't think of the name of it, but um, basically there's four ty- there's there's four types of relationships. There's codependent on codependent, codependent on co- or actually no, there's not four. You're the codependent on counterdependent, but there's no such thing as counterdependent with counterdependent. Do you know what I mean? Two it's two counterdependents will never they'll never match. make it work because, because they just both, walk away. Exactly. So they literally last a day. What am I? <laughs> the first fight they're gone. I've been single for f- five years. Well, wh- such a long time, by the way. I was single. A, like a decade my 20s except I, for like t- two relationships yeah I mean, that, like that came and went within months i get scared really fast i would i would say you're codependent but i wouldn't say that in like a in a, a way where i think it's a bad thing the, uh, a lot of people say that it's good to be codependent you're willing your your heart's open to like letting other people come in it's just like two like two counter like if you have a counterdependent person you're you don't it's one thing to chase but like i don't want to i'll chase my girlfriend like to an extent but i have to know it's like a dog like if if a dog if your dog like my dog sees that i'm gonna run after him he's gonna keep running but mm-hmm. the moment i stop and i'm firmly like i'm not chasing you anymore he's gonna come back and that's what happens with my relationship when i'm like look i want to chase you right now i want to make this right but i need to stand my ground and not do what's gonna make you just run away even farther mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes any sense but yeah, I do believe that that if someone's severely counterdependent, which I believe her to be, that that I have to love her and know that she's not running away from me based on anything that I did. So wait, are you codependent? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm on stage upset if someone's got their back turned to me and doesn't want to listen to what I have to say, or if like people don't text me back with a good amount of time. Like yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like showing you some love. Like why aren't you receiving it? Yeah. And that's and um. Yeah, so I don't know if it's like I'm aware of it, but I'm not trying to fix it. To I'm like I'm trying to not. I don't want to get walked on. I don't think I let people walk on me. I think I have like enough like usually I have enough like common sense to know when that's happening. But a lot of codependent people will just be walked on just mm-hmm. just to make someone else happy. It's the giving tree. Yeah, cut me down to a stump. Here, yep. sit on my stump. What else do you need? Yeah, I'm constantly aware of myself and like constantly like okay, how can I fix myself? How can I be better? How can I improve? To the point where it's like, just chill out a little. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, it's going to be okay. So do you, I mean, <laughs> do you like, you sound like you have your shit together. And do you, I mean, do you actively like look for a guy? Like, Well, here's, so I've, I've had like a string of um, kind of like meetups with, with men. Because last we spoke, you had this FBI guy. Oh, Secret, Secret Service. Secret Service. Who was super codependent. Secret Service guy <laughs> was... Yeah, of course. Um, he's willing to give his body for the government. I mean, we met... 
People, listen to that episode if you haven't. We're not going to rehash it, but Dana had a good ex- a rendezvous he, with the Secret Service guy in his van. We met in D.C. and hung out for five hours or a couple hours, and then he was going to fly across the country a week later to see me. Like Air Force One. Slow your roll, man. By the way, I, th- I thought of him because uh, I was working the Special Olympics and the um, Obama security was there. So I was like, if this guy's here and I run into him. It's meant to be. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to run really fast. (laughs) Just checking the time here. That's funny. Um, yeah. So, so I, I really, um, really was into this guy that I met who was, he's super emotionally unavailable. And I realized that when he was like, he told me, he's like, I have a thing. I have a girlfriend that we're on and off. For three years. Right now we're off, but we're trying to make it work. We're in couples therapy. Jeez. Um, you're trying to go after him? I knew this after, like, he told me. Because I was like, what's going on with you? And then we totally were a match. We connected. Everything was great. Like, I seriously could see myself. Like, it was just... You know when you meet somebody and you're like, oh, this is... This could be really dope. Yeah. They they check off all the like well parents would like them the Everything. photos look good yeah Everything. They, all those little- yeah and then they're like oh by the way uh yeah I, I'm I'm with somebody but trying to make it work but it's off well bravo and then for I, his and honesty. then I was like oh obviously I'm this is like you know obviously I'm attracted to to something that's not right so maybe there's not something right with me. I think people that are unavailable give off a coolness to them that is attractive. Yeah. Whereas people that are available, if they're too available, they look desperate. It's a weird thing that yes. doesn't really help for matchmaking, but it's like you never want a guy that is but too you, available. You don't want a guy who's too available. That's you want the someone thing. who's just guys, firmly got their feet planted. Guys that are too available, I, I, can, I can sense it, and I don't like it. Well, and they ask me out and I just feel, I already feel a pressure and I'm like, I, I couldn't even go out on one date with you because you're just too hungry for something and I don't want to have to feel that I need to provide that to you. I, um, I, ju- I just feel yeah. like too much pressure, but maybe that's all created in my mind. Well, I don't think you're giving off. I mean, I think you like, here's the problem with like a lot of girls know what they want and the guys just aren't there and haven't met up. Like there's yeah. this girl, uh, this girl in Florida, she writes in, uh, Dara, she, uh, she writes in and, and asks a bunch of questions when she's going through her guy problems. And she seems like she knows what she wants. She doesn't want to be taken advantage of. Uh, but when she like kind of confronts guys to like, see what their deal is, they, they seem to be of dropping the ball. She sent us a question, so maybe we can answer it. Do you want to take the top, take it off of us for a second? Yeah, All right, this let's is see. great. Yeah, so she loves to. What's um, her name again? Dara or Dara? I always Dara. It up. Sorry if I'm wrong. Dara. I like that name. I got to turn off my airplane mode because I lost the, uh, the text. So but she knows what she wants in a guy. She, I mean, she like seems to have the right ideas, but like also, so so uh, let's just read what she said. Okay. Uh, she goes, Dave with five E's. Oh, I already What's love up? her. Yeah. Hope all's well. She needs advice. Exclamation mark. Uh, here we go. I've been talking to this guy for two months. We work together. I know. I know. LOL. Everything's been great. No games. He's really forward. Uh, he's really forward and persistent. We've slept together and it all. Uh, oh, yep. Okay. We've slept together and it all seems perfect so far. I'm both sexually and mentally attracted to him. So, five zero O's. So, I've been thinking and I kind of want to ask where this is going. My time period was to wait three months before bringing it up, but it's been heavy on my mind. He's told me on more than one occasion he's not talking to anyone else, dot, 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 but we're not exclusive. IDK, what do you think? Help, LOL. And then she said, I've stayed at his house. He's introduced me to most of his friends. He's not scared to come around at work. Rumors are already flying. I guess it would be just easier for me to know if this was casual or that it has a possibility to lead to something else. I haven't been talking to anyone really. So she really likes him. It sounds like a lot of details. She gave us. She had another. Uh, she had an, back uh, back in the day. She had another uh, coworker that kind of like liked her but wouldn't fuck her. It was a weird thing. And like she, like he just maybe he was had another girl. But this like seems to be something that like guy introduced you to his friends. That's a big deal. Totally, totally. If he's if he's willing to introduce you to who he spends his time with the most, that's a great sign. But it sounds. It kind she, of sounds like sex. Yeah. It's because she didn't really mention like dates or like spending time together outside of work. Right. Other than like just then hooking up a little Netflix and fucking. Yeah. 
Which is, which was I, my maybe 20s. that's the time we live in now. That was my twenties. I, I don't think Netflix and fucking yeah. You just like, there hey, were Netflix twenty well nineteen ten years ago. <laughs> uh, VCR <laughs> years ago? Uh, blockbuster and uh, booty. That was my day. No, yeah, you you, you know, you, like I was always you know you know like it's a common thing that girls are always like oh he just wants to watch a movie oh fuck this like girls want to be wine and dined yeah I don't think it's about wanting to eat food outside of the home I think it's about wanting to feel like it's about fucking well girls don't want to feel like. You don't want a guy to just text you like in the middle of the night, right? You want to at least know that you were one of his first options. Yeah. And that, I, I mean, that's how it is. And so I, I feel like. Well, I think she should just be as straight up but you think, and honest with him. Well, so she was ready to bring it up right away at two months. I mean, that, two months two to months. me is a long time. I thought you said three months. She wanted to. She originally thought she would wait three months. It has only been two months. So she's thinking, I mean, having sex with someone for over, I mean, to me, if you're having sex with someone over two to three weeks and you do like them, I don't know if you need to have a quote unquote talk, but you need some sort of sign of like solidarity. Yeah. And if, and if in a date would be that way, like if, if you're, if you need to escalate slowly the seriousness. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have to go serious, but you have to do something outside of just, if you started with sex and I think you can start with sex. But if that's where you start, where do you go to? Also, it's like whoever brings it up first cares more. Boom. Drop the mic. That's it. So does she want to be the one that cares more and then he has more power? It's such a fucked up thing, but it's just the reality. Sometimes guys can care. Like me, I've, I've cared about girls, but never cared about what our status was. So I okay. don't know if it's a guy thing to just be like, hey, I'm getting fed. I'm getting fucked. Uh, I get to see this girl at work. We do some brunches together. This is perfect. Also, it's like, does she, does she want to date him? Does she want to be in a relationship with him? I think she's, I think she's trying to do the relationships. Yeah. But, um, anyway, without, I told her, I was like, look, I'm on this. And she said too late. I already texted him. So she texted him Uh and she just sent me the screen grab. Like this Uh happened just now. She goes, I go, I'm on this. I was all excited. She goes, well, I kind of already brought it up Saturday by asking his (laughs) intentions because he brings up sex a lot. So this is what he said. So, um, uh, she goes, and this is where it started. Oh, dude, she left me his whole fucking number. (laughs) <laughs> Should I call this guy? Yeah, uh, let's call him right now. Uh, he goes, I'm flattered, but I hope it's not all about sex. He goes, N- and then he responded one minute later. No, ma'am. And nice to talk to. Uh, your sort's funny, too. Uh, fucking, I'm, ass- I'm assuming he meant to say sort of funny. If he really meant to say sort's funny. Anyway, oh. she said, what's your intentions? Be honest. Oh, she said that at 1042 a.m. At 11.02 a.m., he had 20 minutes to think. He goes, what do you mean, in general? And then he said, I'm just having fun. I like spending time with you a lot. Ooh, do you want to be in a relationship with somebody who says that? I'm just having fun. Hmm. Uh, Now, he could have been like, ah, we're we're just having fun. It's fine. Like, let's just keep on having fun and see where it goes. Uh, I think there's a time period when it's okay for a guy to say that. Yeah. But um, if you're going to pressure him to, to give an answer and it's not the one you like, then what do you do? I mean, I had a friend who was sleeping with this guy for a year. Or Jeez. not, no, 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 hooking up. I didn't even think they were having sex. It was like off and on and their schedules didn't match up. And sometimes he would blow her off a lot. And it got to the point where she was like, gonna sit down and talk to him and be like listen we we have to stop doing this you keep blowing me off doesn't feel good and then they just started dating and they became boyfriend girlfriend he was she she sat him down and was like this isn't working out for me you keep blowing me off and like and now they're like inseparable and in love and i'm like that's a great thing for a woman to do i think a strong i don't understand i don't understand it i don't think i understand relationships and love (laughs) is the point of all of this i think a man if he likes the girl, appreciates her making him choose. Uh, I mean, my girlfriend at, told me to get down on my knee and ask her to be her boyfriend. I mean, like she was like literally it's a little like, overboard, and, but and I, and I then, appreciate well, it. But then I found out afterwards she has never done that with a guy before. She was like sort of fucking with me, but she was like, "All right, we were friends. That's now we're, we're going to hook up. Get down on my knee and tell me." And like, and ever since then, 
like she she sees me as a guy I with like a lot her. of self worth. <laughs> yeah, right. So she sees me as a guy that like you know you're not gonna fuck with me. It's like oh you want you want you you want to do this? I'll make it a fucking living hell for you. Let's yeah. do this. And uh, and I appreciate that because I've had relationships where you know if the woman gives me room to walk around, I'm gonna walk around and I'm gonna like not you know always be there. So for her to so but you have to be willing to walk. If you're going to ask a guy what the deal is, and he says we're just having fun, you got to be willing to walk. And she said, um, "Oh, she said a few things so, here. I haven't read this yet." She goes, um, "She said uh, I wish you lived closer so we could discuss this." Um, but after he said uh, after he said that, she said, "I'm just over it. Have a date lined up this Saturday, actually." And then I responded, "Wait, what? she said that to him?" She just told me that she was over him. Oh, okay. And she said she has um she has a date lined up this Saturday. Good for um, her. And I said, uh. uh you know, I said, like, yeah, it sounds like he said it in a nice way. He's not looking for anything serious. And she said, well, he's not exactly the best looking. And I'm not being mean, but I was just really into his personality. So I was looking at it more than FWB, Friends with Benefits. Uh, but And then she said, uh, but today at work, he emailed me before I got there, then called me within 10 minutes before I could even respond to email, asked me about lunch, took breaks with me, and mentioned a cool movie theater he just went to and said we need to go. I don't know. I'm going to go with it, but I'm just not going to put all my eggs in one basket like I was before. It looks like she put yeah. him on the spot, and he kind of, like, set up his priorities. Yeah. So you Guys are funny like that. <laughs> Fucking. You, do you guys want the chase? Yeah. And you can and you can still have the chase in a relationship. Like, a woman can still challenge you. So I feel like men definitely want the chase. But if I'm, if I'm hooking up with the girl because she's got a good body and or whatever it is that I'm attracted to but I don't see a future with her and she and and if she like the the girl I lost my virginity to um she was like Dave are we uh look I'm not doing this fucking just like sleeping around thing uh, are we going to date or not and I was like oh man and she put me on the spot and I was like look ah I was like a sophomore in college I was like i don't think I want to be in a relationship right now. I'm really busy, blah, blah, blah. And I think she probably respected my decision. But then again, she was gone. Like, like that ended it. See, I don't know. Maybe that's my problem with guys. I don't know how to do that. Like, I just do whatever. Like, I'm just like, okay, we're whatever. Because you say, you probably think, well, okay, the sex is good. Um, we spent some time together. I'll take that. Do you settle? Like, I'll take that. Yeah, I just don't, I don't ever put a guy in a position to say, like, date me, make me your girlfriend. I've, I just, I've never done that. That's a thing that... I kind of have guys, well, the one relationship I had is he pretty much chased me and was like, sat me down and was like, I want to be with you. And I was like... that was your one, like, big relationship? Yeah, and that was, that lasted five years and it was because he was the pursuer and I don't... I think maybe in a way, if I like somebody, I should just be like more upfront. Like, hey, I like you. Do we have something? Or I, I mean, I don't know. Do that. Right? I think you can do that without um, scaring him off. But I think, I think uh, if a guy is a little gun shy, like there's ways to do it without being like, I love you so much, just get married. Like, because that's what guys hear. Mm-hmm. And I think you can you can be into somebody and in like let like take their cues to like take their cues if they're asking you out they might not say like their feelings but let their physicality be the judge do you know what i mean like if they're doing the things and like calling you to go out on a saturday night and doing these things then like all right just give it a little while because if if he's showing himself by by actually you know but then again if he's if you're his monday night chick and that's it then what do you you know I don't yeah. know if you can. It's like that you can pull things into a relationship, but not if they're like so far away that like. Yeah, I mean, you can also tell if somebody, if if they're really interested in you in something more. I I when I have too much free time, I'm horrible with girls. I will uh, like like here's a good example. I was years ago, my mid twenties. Oh, you get obsessive. Yeah. Yeah, if I have too much free time and I'm like, want to hang out, I'm like, let's go do this. But luckily, honestly, in the last like literally half decade, I've had I've been so busy that it's really made me benefit by 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 being busy. But um, there was this girl, right? Um, she was she was gorgeous. She she was a good girl inside and out. Everything about her was great. Um, and we hooked up, and I. It was literally the busiest time of my life for the, like for the next month I had shoots and this and that I was in New York. I had all these things going on. 
and like we didn't hook up again. And honestly, a um, the old Dave would have wanted to hook up the next day and the next. Like I would have wanted to see her nonstop, and she would yeah. have been like, "What the fuck?" And honestly, the fact that like we went six weeks without like seeing each other again was exactly what needed because she then she she messaged me like where the fuck have you been like are you kidding me like she was by all means numbers ahead of me like she was like a three and a half point higher like she was a get you know what i mean yeah and on personality and looks and everything and and at the same time i was like well i'm too busy i got weddings to go and i got i had all these things to do and she was like you fucking kidding me and it made her kind of and and then like when and then we started like seeing each other more often because we both kind of like valued each other's time so we were so like like it it kept me from being as codependent as I can be in scaring the girl off. So you only date them. models, basically. Not saying that, but not saying what's that. going on. But it was no. I'm just saying like it it, it was it was something that wouldn't have worked or any time earlier in my early 20s because I would have been too dumb to know to just play it cool, play it cool, Dave, play it cool. So like people listening, what what happens with guys when like they aren't doing well with women is that. Like a chick won't text back right away, and, and all his past regrets and all his past rejections all come up at once. And he's like, "Where the fuck are you? If you don't want to date me, fine." She, I just, I've been with my, I've been at my grandma's house. We don't have service. It's, you know, it's been eight hours. Chill out. Like, it's guys will escalate things because this fear of rejection. So if they don't get what they want right away, they'll just keep texting. Yeah, I had a guy do that to me recently, and maybe that's your secret service guy. You know? Yeah. Well, he. Well, I liked it, though. Yeah. Like, if <laughs> I didn't respond quickly, he would just keep texting. And I'm like, are you a woman? And if that's his style, fine. If he's just like, I'm just going to But it was keep- funny. Yeah. It was, like, funny because I was like, oh, guys are just as insecure as totally. girls. Totally. And it's kind of like, um, I guess it's like, to me, it, it was, like, manly that, like, he was okay with showing that. Yeah. That he was, like whatever i'm insecure because i feel like most guys are just like i'm gonna play it cool and it's like but if that's not who you are if you're not a play cool person but he could get to a place where he's so busy with his own creative pursuits that he is just naturally playing it cool but but totally which is great i think that's great but if his job is like sit in a van and do stakeout and wait 12 hours for the president then he's got a lot of free time to be like why isn't this bitch texting me yes and that naturally happens yeah so it's like it's a matter of keeping yourself busy and like watering your own plants so you can provide shade for others do you like that i like that so i gotta stay busy or else i'll go nuts like my girl's not you know being receptive to me when i when i like somebody when i really like them um all I do is think about them. That's good. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> and then I realized, I was like, this is why I, I normally don't date. And this is why I normally don't like, cause I decided I'm like, I'm going to be emotionally available. I'm going to start working on that. Okay. Um, How which, long, when was that decision made? A couple weeks ago. Okay. Which, um, has made me crazy now i think because i'm like what did i just do to myself i just opened up a can of fucking pandora's box of just shit um and feelings for somebody that i didn't know i could i I was like i have i have so this is an actual guy that you're talking about that you opened up to yeah but i mean is it on the is it on the make on the (laughs) to be in 1950s i don't think i i don't i i just have to i think i have to let it go why i think He's he's not there no, it's, it's, I think he has to deal with his own crap. Yeah. yeah. He's got shit. He has a lot of shit. And you can't, you can't save like, him. Like. You're getting real quiet here. I don't know. I don't know how much I can say. I don't know. I feel bad talking about it. He's just got his it. own sh- I mean, shit happens to people. Like I've met, I've met the right girl before and like, then if she has to go to a funeral for like somebody close to her and like, she's not there anymore. Like she just went somewhere else and like, well, I liked you, but you just went. You mm-hmm. went somewhere that you're not able to come back to right away. And in relationships, you both have to be yeah, in a think good place. I got the... So I, so when I first met him, I was like, this guy is somebody... It wasn't even like... I, I didn't even like look at him and be like, this is somebody like, that is perfect for me. It was like... I, I, it was like... 
oh, this is this is the type of person that I want to that I would want to be with. Not necessarily you, but like just meeting him. I was like, oh, I would want to be with this not this person, but maybe this this type. Gotcha. He fit. Yeah, he fit your boxes. Everything. Yeah. Um. But he's not there. No. No. Yeah. And and if you walked, would he come after you? Um. Any doubt in your mind, or you you just pretty much know? There's just a lot of complicated things. Jeez, you're so vague. I don't know. I want to tell you. I want to talk about all of it, but I don't know if I can. You know what I mean? Because of him. I don't know. It's just such like a weird. All right, you don't have to talk about it. <laughs> but I want to. Can you tell how much I want to right now? I know now? you do. I know you do. And it's killing me. Well, look, figure it out. And if it dies or flourishes or whatever, you can come back and talk about it. Yeah. But um, get into that little snow globe, that little relationship snow globe, and do what you got to do. And it's like it's like science experiments. Make a move. Make a choice. That's your variable. Yeah. And then you see what results happen. And and you and, and you got to test like it's like a zombie plague. Like get the lab rats out. What's causing this thing? If you need to walk away from it, see what happens. It's like you know when a relationship or or a, of any type is in a stagnant place or it's not where you want, you got to start throwing wrenches at it. You just got to start throwing shit at the system and seeing what happens. Yeah. But you got to do whatever you throw at it. Make it be something that's enriching for you. Make it be something that's enlightening for you. Like. Do what's right for you, and then if those variables don't line up, then you well, you don't want a guy if he can't help you out. You know what I mean? I hate that. This is something I don't like about myself is that <laughs> <laughs> if I like somebody a lot, I'm not myself around them. Is well, it? Does everybody do this? I think so. I think so. I'm not myself, and I'm That's the why type it takes of like person, three months to have a real conversation with someone because I'm. Like, but, who I am is so like I have to be honest. Like I have to say what's on my mind. I sh- I overshare. So you don't feel authentic. I you- have to be real for me, and it's my own thing. And it's like that's like I I never lie. I can't like I'm just everything is just honest and and real with me. So when I feel like I'm not being real to myself, I'm get like angry at myself. I hear you. Does, do I sound like but a, compu- a complete guy- psychopath right now? No, I think that sounds normal. But like, you want to be authentic, and you and you know you can't lie to yourself. But and I was doing that around him. You're being authentic. No, I was be like, and even my roommate was like, "Oh my god, I could, I could tell you really like him because your roommate's you hilarious, not- by the way." Oh, my roommate's video just went viral. Which one? It, a mil- I, I left the house, and he goes seven hundred and eighty thousand views. Jeez. And it's being shared on like five different websites. Uh, Josh, Josh Nasser, yeah. look him up. We'll have him on. You got, well, you've got to have you both on. We'll both, I, I we'll both come in, on next time. I met him in Arizona. Um, He's so I was at Stand Up Scottsdale doing a guest set, and he was like featuring or whatever, and I was already just there visiting family. Mm-hmm. And um, he walks up next to me and just starts making fun of me to another guy, to Brant Tobler or whatever. Yeah. He was like, oh, look at this fucking Bradley Cooper looking like. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, dude, I can hear you. And we've already met before. But yeah. we, we kept on meeting on that weed show. And he, he got just so makes fun of good looking guys. Yeah, but he's a good looking guy. Oh, he got, fu- he got fucked he up? He got so fucked up. He, uh, he did the same thing that happened to me months earlier. There's a secret weed show. And um, <laughs> he just splattered a bug Ugh, on you. These bugs keep crawling up my legs. I know. We picked the worst spot. We did this weed show, and he accidentally like smoked something like a he dab. That's like super bad. Accidentally, he does this shit all the fucking I, time. I, but I had done that before accidentally, and like was high for days. It's fun. It's crazy. But I did it after my set. He did it before his set. So he texted me like a week later. He's like, "Dude, did I see you there?" Like he was just gone. But did he, he have a good set? Yeah, he had a fucking great set. But he just went off, and like he was super high, and like everyone's fall- like the stage is small, so we, everyone just like takes a step and falls off the stage. Do it's, you have a better set when you're high? I've never done uh, a set high. I never, I never smoke weed and do comedy, but I've, I've done it a couple times at shows like that, and I always have fantastic sets. I've had a good, and I go how? I had a, I good, I had a great that. set once in New York after doing a hot vinyasa yoga. I think it was the same feeling. You relax and yes. you let the jokes be funny, and you don't like la- like last night. You let I go was, of control. It, boom, and that's what. But like last night, I had a few. I like when you boom me. I feel like boom. Yep. Boom roasted. I had a few tecates <laughs> last night. Go up, to, go up to do my set, West Side Comedy Club. I already don't really. I I, I like the place, but I don't like the audience res- responses ever. It's the stage is too open. The stage is open. The, the ceilings it's are too, high. You feel like you're. It's you're a, like too a barn. exposed. Yeah, and I go up yeah. and I just fuck up the first two jokes. I had a people said I had a good set, 
but I felt like I for didn't. you, yeah. But like for I fucked up two or three jokes, I got, and I never fuck up jokes. But <sighs> I like my words, my my brain was thinking faster than my mouth, and I couldn't speak. And I'm like, wow, maybe a little weed wouldn't wouldn't hurt uh-huh. to just calm the fuck down. Experiment, why not? I should. Yeah, I'll try that. And you experiment with this situation that you're being cryptic about. Um, Walk away. No, my yeah, 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 yeah. My roommate was like, he brought it up to me, and I go, yeah, you're right. I wasn't being myself. And he knows me so well. And he's like, he knows if I like a guy, by the way, like my body language is around him. Um, But I thought that was interesting. And then we were talking about it. He's like, I do that sometimes too with girls. And then I tell myself to shut up. He's like, I tell my brain, shut up. It's stupid. And I move on. And I go, yeah, you gotta gotta look easier said than done. How do you go? Oh, I'm not being myself. Who cares? Let me just like fart around him. And then I'll just start being myself. I think it might be harder for women to speak completely about shit i don't know because i'm not a woman but i feel like i'm not a woman i'm not a woman (laughs) i feel like women have to be way more like open like like even in a physiological sense like you're letting the guy into you you're like you're way more vulnerable so totally whereas like i i've been with girls that like you know they they are shorter most mainly and they look up to me and I've, i've seen this look in their eyes like Oh wow, you're actually excited for like, and I've been with girls like don't give a fuck about it, about me. But those girls that are, I I see that are excited and like giddy and nervous, I is think it I, cute? It's cute. Oh and, man, really? And if you feel that way, call it out, and it just disappears, and then you laugh about it. You cut that. I tension. think. Be like, I, I I'm think nervous. Even it's goes, weird. I do shows in front of strangers, and now I'm nervous. Oh at, oh, at a Chipotle. Way, yeah, and I think he he even says something to me. He's like, "You're so nervous," and I'm like, "Fuck, is it that obvious?" That's How good. Are you so cool. Well, but if he likes you when you're that way, then trust that he'll like your authentic self, and, yeah. and show it to him as soon as you feel comfortable. Because if he doesn't, then that's I the time to move on. Well, it's also like, I mean, come on, Dana, you're 27 years old, <laughs> and you're gonna be fucking awkward and like a f- stiff, weird version of yourself he, around some somebody who's just another human being. He might not like if you talk in the third person to him. He might not like if that's God how. damn it, Dana. I just start <laughs> screaming at myself in third He's person. Like looking for another person to come out. No. This I'll is talk. who I am. Um, I would love to put a wireless mic on you and follow you around and see how you get. Cause I it don't, gets really awkward. Because I don't think it's as bad as you think. I think it's, I think, uh, it's a charming... It's the, gotten better. I was very... I mean, I have a whole bit about it, not to brag about my amazing bits. Were you an ugly kid? I was such an ugly kid. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Ugly and ugly, chubby, yeah. or just ugly? Just really weird looking. I was, like, I my was, body's, my different parts of my body's grew at the wrong time. Like, I was just, like, yeah. disproportional. Yeah. And braces had, and glasses and all that. I had a two-month period shit. in eighth grade that I was good looking. Three years before that and three you years. You were always good nope, looking. nope. I had, I like all the parts grew into a specific look and I looked good. And then I grew nine inches that year and everything went ugly. Like the nose came before the ears and the, well, the ears yeah. came big ears, big nose. I had all these things that just like gangly and shit. And growing up, I, I had a shirt on in the pool. I couldn't, I had a, you're fat. I had a, I had a belly and like I, cause I had like, my mom would be like, finish your plate. So for years I would just eat, 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 eat. And yeah. I was, just, and I became like a fat kid, and it was like the first time I took, like I literally thought I couldn't take my shirt off ever, and it, you know what I mean, like. But that was me. And I that, was so skinny, like bony, like e- like I looked like an Ethiopian child, so and I ate like crazy. Black. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm part black. Okay, I just you know just, don't you can't tell right now. No, you look good now. I have a lot of foundation, yeah. <laughs> okay. a lot of foundation all over my body. Um, and I was always made fun of for that. Like I was just like, yeah, like a, and now I'm like a man, I would die for, to have that body again, (laughs) to have that bony, disgusting skin. Like, do you know how much work I would get in LA people that you get made fun of for being fat or skinny, but like people are assholes. Everyone's got that story. I mean, comics. Yeah. Because well, when you're, you know, when you're younger, what makes you feel good is shitting on other people. So yeah. everyone just shits on each other. And if you're like a, the, and if you're like your formative years, you're the one who was like in shape. Chances are you've died of a meth addiction by now. Like shit, shit was oh. too normal for you. I feel All like of the those- cool kids in high school right now uh, that I went to high school with are still living in the same town I grew up in. Some with their parents. Um, they're all like 
fucked up yeah. alcoholics. We're like whereas we're like chasing that 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 laugh, that feeling of goodness, that sort of like thing we might not have had. I didn't I, never, I didn't have many affirmations I feel like from my my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my mom like meant meant to, but she was busy. You know, like I feel like she would yeah. like hug me and say I love you and do all those things, but like I never, you know, I never felt like I got that like I I, I never attention. F- well, I never feel like I'll be like told I'm like the best at what I do, whether it be a sport or comedy or whatever. So like there's always that feeling to get better. And I've always been like in the middle of the pack. Do you know what I mean? I've never been the fastest. Yeah. Jump the highest. I've never done any of those. So it's like there's this blue collar work ethic to be like, what the fuck? Well, and it's, it's that way with relationships. It's like fucking work harder. Yeah. My friend who he his mom, he's Jewish and his mom was like, you're the best. You're the best. His whole life. That, that was his childhood. Yeah. He was the best ever. Nobody was better than him. He's amazing at everything. And so now he thinks and it's like it's terrible because now he goes around in life and he thinks everybody should be telling him he's the best. Like he's going to get coffee and people are like, you're the best here, whatever you want. Like in life he's realizing he's like, my mom gave me this like unrealistic view of myself and and he's constantly disappointed unless he's putting out a video where everyone's going, Oh my God, you're so funny. You're the best. He's like, I don't feel good unless we have that problem now unless like, everyone around me is telling me how great I am. I don't feel good. And I was like, that's really, um, I'm happy that my mom ignored me and my father was gone. Yeah. Like th- that's great for me because I don't need <laughs> that from anybody. And you know, like I feel like I, s- I don't seek, I don't need praise and adulation from like everyone. Is that I adulation? Is that the right word? Adulation? Whatever. Sounds about right. I don't know. I just like, I could have a good set or I could do something that I'm really proud of mm-hmm. and no one's around and I'll still feel good. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily need their praise, Yeah. but I need to know that I'm like we said before being authentic to like what I want yes. and knowing like they always say like, you know, whatever, motivation whatever like it's 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 what you do when no one's watching you know like, yeah I just butchered a motivational quote but it's like what you do and how you act when no one's watching and then you know i don't know how to tie that into relationships but like just if you can if you can really pursue your own authentic self your inner poet your whatever it is with somebody that, else uh, when you can pursue it on your own and oh. know that like you're, you're like your well is full and you're 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 just happy pursuing what you love it's got to be attractive to somebody else Totally. And you know what I mean? Totally. It, the most unattractive thing in a man, I think, is for him to be looking at me, like in relationships, for him to be looking at me for happiness and fulfillment. Like, why can you not get that on your, you need to get that on your own. Yeah. Before you. Like, I always use. Don't, it's just, it's kind of like a gross thing. I always use like the, you know, like two trees growing next to each other can grow tall together. I love that. But with the one vine smothering a tree, you're both going to, you know, you're not going to go anywhere. And it's like, I like provide shade for each other. Don't lean on each other. But if one has to back away, you don't fall down. Like you just, that's kind of, I don't know if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. It's a hard place to find someone like that, but that's what we're doing. We're out of time. Just keep putting, keep putting yourself out there. Do we get anything accomplished today? Your cryptic relationship? Um, it's not cryptic. It's like, just, it's just not public. It's just, uh, I, uh, I obviously want to talk all about it. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's so weird. Sure. All of the information is just look, take notes and then if if Uh, I'm going to come back and we'll, we'll talk. And I want to talk to your roommate too. He's single, right? Yeah. What's his deal? He's single. Um, single he's dude just, living with a single woman. You guys got like a sitcom. Yeah, we wrote one. On. We wrote a pilot. Jeez, let me be we're the neighbor. Let me be the neighbor. We're we're filming. <laughs> uh, we're interviewing directors. Wow. So we're trying to be official, but um, I don't know. I think we're just both figuring. He dates. I date. We both date. He dates crazy girls. I date emotionally unavailable men, creepy do, guys. Do you try to set each other up? Um, no. Just in different circles. Yeah, never. I would I wouldn't set anybody up with him. Really? No offense, Josh. <laughs> He's a good looking guy. <laughs> uh ladies, if you want, follow Josh Josh now. Nasser. Um what, you got it. anything to plug before we get out of here? Your Instagram we said is um, at Dana jo- Moon Me. At Dana Moon Me. Um I have a new website where I have a schedule of my shows, danamoonme.com. Oh great. So yeah, and then you know what uh Josh and I will come on next time. Please do. Him and I, him and I started the prank cast podcast. Oh, you got a podcast together. Yeah. Where we oh, prank other people. That's amazing. We talk serious stuff and then we prank other people. And, you oh, know, fun. Yeah. And that's on iTunes or 
Um, it's going to be on SoundCloud, but it's not okay. up yet. But I just wanted to plug that. Oh, I don't cool. know. But awesome. I'll be back with Josh. Why haven't, we've never done a show together. We need to do a show Let's together. Let's get together. Okay. All right, we'll do that. Let's um, do it. What do I have going on? Oh, I'm like, I think I'm, no one cares. I have some show in Calabasas. I'm sorry, I'm opening for some comic. I don't know. So I always feel weird about that because I'm like, I don't know what his deal is. So like, uh, I don't know if like i don't even know what the venue is but mm-hmm. uh so that's i can't promote something i don't know where it's gonna be <laughs> but sunday i'm at the i agreed to do but this guys show. i do have shows you're just letting everybody know <laughs> i do have shows i have a show this sunday i think that's um august 7th sunday at um at uh it's in san diego so if anyone lives in san diego oh. r- reach out to me on my social media and i'll get you tickets it's gonna be a cool Where show in san diego? it's at it's at a location i think it's on a military base but i think it's also open to the public is but it's like a military show so i've never done a military show so we'll see if That's my amazing. republican jokes go over well um yeah it'll be cool i'll let you know if it goes well and if you ever want to do a show there yeah let um, me know about it's the a lot of it's a lot of time so like i was like well if i'm going to be doing like 20 minutes to a half hour it's easier to drive to another city mm-hmm. than to jump around la and try to get that stage time totally so, um follow me at d Niels with a z uh, that's the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. I think it was a good chat. Great chat. Thanks All for right. having me. Everyone listening, if you haven't done this by now, you're a shitty listener. Vote. Five-star review. iTunes. Share us. Subscribe. Uh, please send us to your friends. Uh, we're getting a lot of love from y'all, so keep that up. Appreciate it. Everyone have a great day. Bye.